All right. So I guess we're just going to run with it. Um, so, so for some of you, you probably already know, um, this is uh, live video is an interim before I start launching my um, my second season for the podcast, uh, which is Patterns of Life podcast. And um, today's conversation is going to be with Haley. And so um, I'm waiting for Haley to tune in, uh, request, view. All right. Waiting for Haley to tune in. Uh, but essentially, hey, how's it going? Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. This is weird because, I mean, I, we haven't seen in, each other in like in person until after the wedding day. So this is like seeing you in the camera so <laughs> it's happening <laughs> we're getting a i'm good i'm good um so uh yeah it's just i mean trying to get a sense of what we're going to be doing during this time I know it's it's you know, it's kind of scary. It's a little discouraging sometimes, but it's good to kind of stay connected with friends and get some input on like, what are the current things that people are doing right now, you know, as they stay at home or staying active and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you're hearing me and if you're still kind of connected. I am. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's whatnot, but, but yeah, I see you know, uh, you know it, it, essentially the conversation, um, similar to the conversation that I've been having with a lot of people with the Patterns of Life podcast, is like the routines and patterns and habits. And we're, right now that we're in this state, and essentially this is not because we're in quarantine or anything like that, but it just so happened that, you know, life continues, life goes on, right? Whether there's a pandemic, whether you lost a job, whether whatever event in life that caused you to uh, make huge changes. And this is one of those, like, I guess the question that I want to ask you is um, how is your routines and habits and how are you kind of carrying on with life in the midst of this? Yeah. I think that I have to start answering that question by admitting that it's taken like a week to grieve like losing an old way of thinking about life um, and that's been something that has been really sobering and painful um I was just describing it to a friend this way. It was like, I've almost had to let the old way of thinking about my life, my routines, my habits die yeah. before I can welcome a new way. And not until mm -hmm. I and then like let it go and wow. bury it. Can I like receive a new thing and have any of it? So, yeah. I just yeah. on point where, like, yeah. 
I want to go out in my backyard and like think about a new way of framing enjoying my life. Yeah. Because I think as a musician and someone who is in full time or yeah, relatively full time vocational ministry music industry. Um, yeah. My like streams of income and the ways that I use my time have been radically affected by these changes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess the first part of my answer to your question is like I've had to really admit all the ways that I've gotten attached to this old way of thinking about my life. I've had to let them die. And uh, it will probably take longer, like the extent of my grief will probably take longer than, you know, just this week. But um, I guess like the initial shock of how that interrupts or changes my rhythms of life has like passed a little bit. And so like I've been able to welcome in like a way of being just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like what you said. It's like, uh, kind of facing the old habits and dying to that because I think to relate my own context in that I think for me it's like we are sort of in this new scenario new environment um, and essentially for a lot of people they weren't prepared for this I wasn't prepared for this even though in the beginning I was kind of like oh you know it's not too bad you know people could still kind of you know, go run errands. People still have work until the mandate changes and suddenly you're faced with consequences of like, oh shoot, like I can't go to work. Um, I essentially can't, you know, for my line of work, like doing video and stuff, like I can't be in a group setting with people. And so all these things, uh, if we translate this in outside the context of pandemic, you know, this can happen in other, it can, it can, it can be masked in different ways, I say. And so... I think I am faced with the same challenge of like, I haven't really figured out my, my habits or my routines or my rhythms in life that I'm still living in the old, that I'm presented with a new situation like this. And obviously I struggle, right? I'm already kind of on a deep end and presented with a new change. It's like hard to catch up. So I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like, how do you face and grieve the old things that you have kind of been used to? Um, in the midst of being presented another sets of changes. So I think that's the challenge with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, um, you know, I think of, like, a little kid who has grown really attached to, like, an old thing, whether that's like a blanket or a toy or something. Yeah. That sense that, like, has brought a lot of comfort or security. And then... Yeah. You know, the parent has, like, a thing to give or a toy to give to the kid. But they're like, no, I don't want the new thing. I just want this. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't take it, you know? Yeah. I think in a very real way, like, I'm still there with my work. I'm still there with my my emotional state, my, like, spiritual yeah. state. Um, and, you know, it's interesting I feel like as an artist and someone who's, you know, that's part of the music industry and then also part of vocational ministry in like a Western context. Um, I, I've known for a while that I 
gotten really accustomed to like a way of being mm-hmm. and like living my life in those spheres, even though they're changing all the time. Um, yeah. But in the last six months, I've like already sensed a good amount of separation from all the things in both those spheres that make me feel comfortable. And so mm-hmm. internally, I feel like I've been already engaged with the process even before you know the coronavirus happened and and i was saying to a friend the other night i feel like the outside world finally matches what my inside felt like for a little while yeah and and i don't really know what to do with that either because part of me thinks that um as an artist, like I should have been more prepared for this, or like more braced for the impact. Yeah. Where now I just feel like I'm one body among millions of bodies that are displaced in the fallout of this, you know, impact on the industry, on the church. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. think like shooting all over myself. I should. Yeah or I should have is like helping. It's only, you know, kind of paralyzed me as a creative. Yeah. But I'm expecting that that will pass. And as mm-hmm. I may lean into some new rhythm and almost like acceptance as acceptance sort of seeps in, I'm hopeful that that won't be as much of a struggle. And I can yeah. like, I don't know respond a little better or yeah. for me yeah, as an artist I just want to be able to create and it just almost mm-hmm. feel too stimulated to create mm. I don't know like numb like I can't process information quick enough to put it in something that I can produce and I don't even think that like I don't think it's wrong to want to produce something, but I think for me on a personal learning curve, like that's not really the point of where I'm at right now. Like I really want to produce cause it makes me feel secure, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to have that for a little while. I don't think it's a point. I think yeah. that healthy habits and patterns just mm. to bring to what you're saying are healthiest when they're not wrapped up around purely productivity or producing mm-hmm. that we yeah. think is valuable. And especially in an economy where that sense of value and success is changing really fast because of what's going on in our world. Like, Correct. I think that the healthy patterns have to emerge from something else like deeper than just wanting to produce it out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's really good insight. I think, um, you know, uh, I think the struggle in this is that a lot of people do realize that when something shakes them to the core, whether that's, uh, you know, whether that's a pandemic or something out of their control, right, then uh, they begin to kind of reassess the way they live their life. And that's the only kind of wake up call. But I think you're, you're pointing out something really good that... To me, I think I get caught up in the idea that, okay, that 
I get shaken because this whole thing is out of my control. And so now I start to produce, right? Now, okay, how can I be creative to produce? And I think what you're really pointing out is something, whether you're in the season or not, it's a habit, it's a routine, it's, some, it's, it's, it's a rhythm that you should constantly be in, not because you want to produce, but it's, it's, it's a part of you that desires to create and no external things is going to change that for you. But somehow it's beginning to be a hard concept to grasp because externally there are a lot of things that I guess like push and pulls you to produce. If, you know, I don't know if I'm kind of catching that, but I think it's, it's what I've always been uh, sort of been processing with you is the pressures of external things, not to mention being in this uh, time in history where it seemed like it makes it even harder to produce because everything else, everybody else is affected. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's like the idea of like, even if, even if you're not sick, what are the certain measures and habits that you're doing to stay healthy so that when things happen around you, you're prepared for it, you know? So I think you're really hitting the, hitting it on the head that if we start to produce, not because we're asked to produce, if we start to create, not because we're asked to create and we're pressured to create or we're forced to create, even though there are some sort of uh, vocation in life or careers in life that do ask us to follow certain ways so that we can produce and create. I think every artist in a, from that standpoint, uh, you know, I can relate to the idea that I do struggle with that because I don't always create for the sake of creating for a person or for a company or for somebody else. And so staying creative, especially in times where there's no um, hierarchy to do so because you don't do it for a job or because all businesses and companies or are closed. And for you, like you may not be teaching or there might not be shows for you to do. And so there's not really a parameter to work around with. Right. It, it makes it even harder, you know, to produce. Um, but to be prepared and producing just because it's an overflow of your heart, I think that gives so much freedom and less pressure and less guilt. So, yeah, I, I worked out in the garden with my husband and I was pulling up all these weeds and, you know, the garden is not new imagery to work with biblically or perspective at all which is my context. Um, But I just almost like saw it as like an image for for my life. Like Mm. I have been not super eager to get out there and pull weeks. Like who wants to do that, you know? Um, But these extenuating circumstances have sort of forced me into things that I've been avoiding. Like, Mm. you know, cleaning or pulling up weeds and um i don't know even in some ways playing music like like it it's pushed me into corners of my metaphorical house yeah and like god has really met me there and i'm like excited about how this might change my way of being in the world and my way of the creative, which, yeah. you know, in this conversation with this podcast, like 
I think that 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 has the potential to like shift in like a life all the way that I interact with these mm-hmm. risks of create um, when you're no longer motivated when you're no longer motivated a fear of not succeeding mm. or maybe a fear of succeeding when you're no yeah. longer motivated by fear or shame um, but you really are just creating and living and existing out of an enjoyment of God and an enjoyment yeah. of the gift of life yeah. when that means for you for me it's like the gift of music the gift of creating yeah when it's filled by enjoyment i think it's a whole different thing and so it is. one of it the is, I agree. of all of this has been like yeah i feel cornered by that gift I feel cornered by and, and i'm yeah. excited like i'm 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 regaining some some hope after what uh, a long time of not feeling hope. Mm. Still? I don't know if you're still there. I think I lost you. Yeah. Are you- Hello? You still there? I am. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I don't know where I left off, but you were saying? I was just saying, um, I'm, like, starting to feel hope as I'm, like, okay. realizing that maybe all of this is just pointing me to creating out of an enjoyment place versus mm. outcomes place. Or, like, yeah. a, fear, a fear-based place where yeah, shame is driving me. I just... I think I think you can produce a lot of results that way, but I don't I don't know that that's like what God has for us. And yeah. that's a question that I'm asking myself a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's like the healthiest way to live your life. We're talking about healthy patterns and rhythms. I don't, I don't know that being like fear-based or shame-based is the best way. I think there's another way. I, I agree. I agree. And, and I think my last question for you is it, during this time that, I mean, I feel like everyone is um, in some way had felt wary, had felt fear around uh, the pandemic, around the, the virus. Um, some may have conquered it some may have been prepared for it some may just seem to you know uh just have sort of a a better way of engaging with it that fear did not cause them to panic fear did not cause them to change anything in the way they live their lives but rather made it better so for you as an artist i I, the question that i want to ask you last is that in this period of time where fear could have probably is the most prevalent thing that's that's been surrounding us right now in this time of history have you ever found a tiny insy bit of spark in you to produce out of joy 
it doesn't have to be relating with music. It could just be like you pulling weeds outside. Like, yeah. is there anything in this period of time that you have done that you created out of joy or did something out of joy without expecting an outcome? Yeah. Um, I love that question because it's something I've been thinking about a lot and yeah. it's hitting me in like really unexpected ways. I wish it would hit me with music, but it mm. has but it has hit me with um the other day I was making a bagel for lunch. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I put the cream cheese on it and then I yeah. put avocado and some cucumbers and tomatoes. Yeah. And some like fresh onion and and before I ate it I just looked at how beautiful it was with all the colors. Yeah. Because I had a lot of time, I wasn't rushing. I like was very careful with how I cut everything. Right. And it was very symmetrical and just beautiful. Yeah. It thrown together. It was beautiful. Um, yeah. I like didn't want to eat it because I was just enjoying looking at it. But then I was hungry, so I ate it. And so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I had this moment where, yeah. where I just was like, wow. Our grocery store is like so picked over and I'm just, I can't believe I got to eat something that's so wonderful and so tasty and like yeah. beautiful. And it like was such a simple, ordinary joy. And then the other example that I'll give is I was out pulling weeds yesterday because that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a man that was walking up our street. He was an older man. Mm-hmm. Looked homeless. He looked like he was collecting cans um and i could tell that everything he owned was in this cart that he was pushing and he was pushing it up the hill and i like he was struggling like he's elderly he's like in his 70s yeah i tell that he was hispanic and so i was like he probably doesn't speak english but i just felt like i was supposed to help help him so i Mm -hmm. I ran over to him and I grabbed his shopping cart for him and I asked him if I could help him because our, yeah. our our hill on our street is pretty steep and so he was struggling yeah. all the way up. Yeah. And so I just got to help him push his cart up the hill and we couldn't even talk to each other because I don't speak Spanish and yeah. he didn't speak English but just I grabbed his cart for him and I pushed it up the hill and my heart rate was up and I was kind of sweating a little bit because it was heavy. Yeah. And then I made it to the top and like he just said thank you and he had latex gloves on and everything so I knew that it wasn't really appropriate for me to like touch him with the yeah. virus thing. But yeah. But I just like was so grateful to get to help someone today. That's and awesome. That's awesome. and I came back home and like, it didn't really hit me. I had dinner. Um, and then when I hopped on the phone with a friend before I went to bed, I started crying as I was telling her the story because the joy that I felt from that encounter was so real. And I was so grateful for the moment. It just felt like cool. like a gift from God. And yeah, it's so small, like, but it, but Everything about the day, everything about our world, everything about what 
God has allowed was like causing me to celebrate such a small but beautiful thing. And it brought me so much joy. And I don't know if I would have stopped that way like a month ago if I saw this man. Like, mm. I don't even know yeah. if I would home to see it. So, wow. That's beautiful. That's very encouraging. Um, and I think that the thought that I have in mind, kind of similar to that, which is my conversation with Aaron, was essentially like, you know, us really getting back into the groove of things, like as if, not that we're thinking that things are normal, but how do we continue to live our lives not living in fear and continue to still create our lives as a married couple um, and push forward, right? Obviously not being insensitive, obviously following the regulations and, whatever, and uh, all the things that the law has passed in terms of all this pandemic, right? But we have a conversation about, you know, me getting back into working out, right? And obviously after the wedding, it's like I just threw that off the table and I haven't been working out. And so this situation right now is encouraging her and like, you know what, it's, I don't want to stay home because, you know, we can at least use the, you know, the grass field in, in our apartment area outside the, our, our apartment and, and work out there outside. And I was like, and she was like, I think I feel like the moments like these where things are not normal, things are new, encourages me to do something new, right? Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, I don't know, like, it's, it's not even easy for me to do this every day outside of the context of the pandemic, what more during this time, you know? And so, but in my head, I thought about it and she, um, she said a, a really simple, profound thing is, is if you do something, whether it's in a new, new season, whether it's in a season of, you know, um, pandemic or whatever it may be, something extraordinary that's not out of normal, right? And you, you do it at some point in time without waiting for that specific unique time of history or unique time of your life yeah. it snowballs right and so for me if i were to do this outside of this context of the quarantine or self-distancing and i just do it it snowballs right it you know um, it'll affect the way i sleep my sleeping habits if i just work towards i just want to work out right and i just do it without looking and waiting for that perfect situation um, everything gets affected. And I, if I enjoy that one thing and not rushing to get the outcome for all the things outside my, you know, all the things that involve my life from my habits of sleeping, from my habits of work, from my habits of eating, from my habits of, you know, work. If I just do this one thing and enjoy it, everything else gets affected by it. And essentially that's what she was pointing out is, you know, if you just do this JB, whether you want to do it outside, whether you want to do it indoor, it doesn't matter. Um, if you just do it, everything else will be affected. Your sleep, sleeping habits will be affected. Your eating habits will be affected because you develop sort of a, a pattern or routine of enjoyment in that one thing that you want to focus on. And so I think that is like the, the takeaway that I, I kind of got out from what you, you mentioned about enjoying making that meal. Um, and if you get to do that every day, Haley, I feel like if you have a you know a stash of bagels, you stock up bagels, and you keep doing that every day, I think it it will snowball, and you'll start to appreciate doing other things that may stem out of you making a bagel and cream cheese and all that. So, right. yeah. So 
Good. Let's get insights. Yeah. That's kind of like my takeaway from that. And it, and it hopes that it may not be directly related to, you know, making music, but I think that's what's great about God is he, he always provides something for us to enjoy every day. Even though sometimes we ask so much or we, 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 you know, we expect too much of something that we already have. Um, and we miss the point that we already have it in front of us. And all he wants us is to enjoy it. Like the little kid, you know, he's giving us something new every day and we still want the old things. We still, have the, we still want the old toys. We still have, want the old bagel that's been expired in the fridge or outside for like six months. And we still want it, even though he replenished it already. So I think that's what's great about it is realizing that um, there's something new every day to enjoy. And if we just enjoy that one thing and keep picking it, picking it up and enjoying it, I think every, everything else gets affected by it. So, like a virus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, great to chat with you, friend. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. And thank you for jumping into this and really? just start keeping a conversation going. And hopefully whoever listens to this, you know, they be encouraged by it. So... All right. Well, you take care over yeah. there. You okay. too. And I will we'll definitely see you soon when all of this is over. We'll hopefully we get to gather together. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, bye. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.